The folklore in Kid Cryptid wouldn't exist if it weren't for the rich history and vibrant cultures these stories come from. While we do our best to provide accurate information, we recognize that we are, at best, amateurs here. This podcast is best considered for entertainment purposes only, and it comes from a place of love and respect for the peoples behind the lore. Now, on with the show. Tuck and roll, because I'm Sean. I'm Elias. And you are listening to Kid Cryptid, the podcast where, like certain flying insects drawn to flames, we get drawn into conversation about questionable creatures known as cryptids. How's it going, Elias? Pretty good. Any guesses on what we're tackling today? Well, the intro I heard was about a bug, and I'm thinking about a bug. Yeah, any kind of special bug? Maybe a flying bug? Well, you're on the right track, so settle in, because today we're going after one of the most widely known cryptids in the world. For your consideration, I present to you and our listeners, Mothman. Uh, what? It's like Ant-Man, except it's a moth. What's your point? Um, well, it's basically kind of like a moth. It's basically kind of like a moth and a man mixed together. Well, it's right there in the name. You are not wrong. And um, Ant-Man is kind of like this person that that can turn giant or little. And uh, Mothman, Ant-Man, they're both... So what do you think Mothman's going to do? I think Mothman's going to fly. Okay. You're on the right track. Anything that you know specifically about Mothman? Uh, no, but I'm pretty sure that it's a moth that's a man. Keeping it simple. I can respect that. And before we get too far into it, I want to go ahead and apologize for both both of us here because we're both kind of fighting off colds at the moment so we're a, we're either a little sniffly coffee or otherwise not all together ourselves yeah and um probably a little tired and now if i'm completely honest with you elias mm-hmm. i didn't really know a whole lot about mothman before researching this episode either well? i knew a couple of things Like, I had a basic idea of what Mothman looks like, and I kind of knew that some people think that when you see Mothman, it's going to predict a disaster, and that there was a movie that they made about it called Mothman Prophecies. That was, that was pretty much my basic knowledge. Um, okay. So, anyway, I'd been a little hesitant to do this one, but since this is a cryptid podcast, and realistically, Mothman's absence is a bit of an elephant in the room, we're going to give it a shot. You ready? Yes, and when you said elephant in the room, I'm pretty sure he has a pet elephant. No, it's just an expression. It's really hard to miss an elephant in the room, right? Yeah, because there would be like a lot of cracks and bumps and messy stuff. So, if something is an elephant in the room, it's hard to miss. Yes, just like me. You do demand attention, this is true. Yes, I do make a lot of mess and a lot of rackets. All right, so here we go. 
Unlike some of the other cryptids we've talked about, Mothman doesn't really have an origin story. So let's set the scene with the first encounter, because it touches on a lot of elements that make for a classic monster-slash-horror movie. Okay. West Virginia. November 1966. In the small town of Clendenin, five men worked in a cemetery, digging a grave for an impending funeral. While taking a short break from their labor, the men looked toward the nearby tree line to see something very strange. Something they described as a quote-unquote brown human being, took off from the branches and flew overhead. They swore it couldn't have been a bird because it looked like a man. Okay, Elias, first impressions. What do you think? Were the guys bored and just making something up? Or were they confused and saw something strange that they didn't understand? Um, I think they were confused, maybe because they were a little hallucinated. Oh, you think they worked so hard that they started seeing things? Yeah. I think you're giving a lot of credit to these guys. It's yeah. been my experience that if there are five guys digging a hole, it's really one guy digging and four guys standing around talking. That's just mean. That's just mean. Welcome to the real world. Now, this brief experience would be the first in a firestorm of sightings and strange events. Three days later, on the night of November 15th, Two couples were driving past an abandoned TNT factory in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. I'm going to pause here for a second. How perfect is that for a setup for a horror movie? Well, the abandoned TNT place. Yeah, I mean, like, an abandoned explosive well, factory for a base for a monster? Oh, yeah, classic. Yeah. Uh, TNT, like, TNT explosive or TNT the rock? <laughs> no, this is definitely the dynamite. Okay. Anyway, according to them, they saw the eyes of something shaped like a man, but bigger, maybe six or seven feet tall, and it had wings folded against its back. Naturally, they all freaked out and sped off as fast as they could. They didn't get far before they spotted the same creature on a nearby hillside, clearly following them. The creature opened its wings and flew after them, which, according to the couple, was well over a hundred miles per hour. It followed them all the way to the Point Pleasant city limits. They later told the sheriff that the bird kept right up with us. Um, they just found a sheriff in the city? Well, yeah, of course. The sheriff is going to be in the city. Well, I guess that is kind of like a horror movie typish thing because chase oh yeah i mean the monster chased them past the abandoned building i mean this is this is good horror stuff and then they found a police told them what happened and it probably didn't do any good yeah they wouldn't be the only ones to report the creature that night they would only be the first to report the monster that would come to be called mothman after a character from batman so wait, you're telling me that Mothman fought Bathman, Batman, this about said Bathman. That would be the lamest yeah. comic book character ever. <laughs> like Bathman. <laughs> Bathman, take this tub, like this. With the power of drain sucking. <laughs> and the power of throwing tubs. That's gonna be weird. That'd be a very funny comic. Um, so wait, you're telling me that Mothman and Batman fought in a comic? 
that or the crazy 1960s TV show, one of the two. <laughs> you guys can't see it, but he's he's doing the dance sequence from Lego Batman. So, okay, back on topic. Um, yes, Mothman was named after a comic book character, which was extremely appropriate based on your earlier Ant-Man comparison. Yes. So, insightful. Now, there was one last encounter that I'll go ahead here with, and it's arguably the scariest one. And it comes from Salem, West Virginia, where a resident claimed that his television signal started to go crazy one night. Strange patterns flickered across the screen, and he heard a strange noise coming from outside. Well, I got a thought that his TV just broke down because of his satellite. That's possible. I mean, he was probably using an antenna, so that's even yeah, worse. That, yeah, antennas are actually very bad. You, no, you you don't get to make that comparison. You're not even old enough to know what an antenna on a TV looks like. Then how come I've seen it on TV shows? Okay, fair enough. Anyway, he grabbed his flashlight and went out to see what was going on. He found his dog facing the barn and howling, but he refused to go closer. Red eyes glowed in the beam of his flashlight like bicycle reflectors, and the sight of whatever it was sent his dog into action. The man ran back inside to get his gun, but when he returned, the creature and his dog were gone. Well, uh, maybe the dog ran away, or maybe Mothman flew away and the dog grabbed onto his legs. Okay, so you're saying that the dog tried to bite Mothman, and Mothman accidentally flew off with the dog. Yeah. That's that's really optimistic. I tend to think that Mothman killed the dog and ran off with it. I don't know. Point is, Mothman took the dog, and that's where Mothman loses points from me. You can attack all the people you want, but you leave the dogs alone. Yeah. Only if it was a pug, I would be mad at him. Now, I could spend the rest of the podcast talking about more encounters between 1966 and 1967. There were a whole lot of them, and they were accompanied by other strange activity. Strange lights, radio interference, dead pets, all the all the hallmarks. Wait, dead pets? Eh, I mean, pets would turn up dead from time to time. Um, again, I, I feel, you know, I mean, it's West Virginia, and well, some kind of remote parts. I mean, a coyote getting a pet is not uncommon, so... But I, wait, the, the dog was gone. Yeah, it just vanished. So all the reason I think Mothman took him. It didn't say anything about there being a lot of blood or a dead dog, but... Yeah. In other cases, pets turned up dead. And at least in some of those cases, I imagine it was more of a coyote than something strange. Again, hallucinating. Now, all the signs of something bizarre and otherwise not right were present. And then, as seems to be the case in these situations, the creature vanished. Things may have faded into history from there as an odd but brief period of mass hysteria. However, on December 15, 1967, the Silver Bridge, the bridge connecting Point Pleasant to Ohio, collapsed in the middle of rush hour. Cars tumbled into the river and 46 people wound up dying. That night, more strange lights were reported, and a strange man dressed in black visited the police station in several homes to discuss the sightings. 
No name is mentioned regarding who he was, but in all cases, he made people very uneasy. Well, I think that he, because he couldn't talk. Oh, no, he could talk. Oh, he could talk? Yep. He, he came by asking people questions about what they saw and suggesting that maybe they don't oh. need to tell people about it. Oh, I thought, like, he couldn't talk and he could only do sign language. Oh, no. Or if he could talk, um, I thought he would go like this. Now, you're probably asking what all of this has to do with Mothman, and it's a fair question. I mean, it all seems like separate events, and it may very well be. However, thanks to author John Keel and his book, The Mothman Prophecies, that came out in 1975 which also got turned into the movie that I was talking about. All of these events have been tied together and become part of Mothman lore. In doing so, he elevated what had been just a bunch of strange encounters into something potentially more sinister. People began to wonder if the Mothman had caused the bridge to collapse. Or, if he wasn't the cause, had he been trying to warn of impending disaster. This attitude would carry over into future events, and Mothman would be attached to several other tragedies. For example, despite being a creature pretty rooted to West Virginia, something bearing a pretty similar description was spotted in 1986 in the Soviet Union prior to the Chernobyl nuclear reactor melting down. Mothman wouldn't make any more notable appearances until 31 years later when terrorists flew planes into the World Trade Center on September 11, 2001. Then, in 2007, Mothman was attached to another bridge collapse, this time in Minnesota. Somewhere along the line, Mothman really started to get around. Which I guess is reasonable. It's supposed to have wings and seems capable of pretty speedy flight. So what do you think right now? Um, well, I'm thinking, like, how did Mothman fly that fast? He is big, and he's shaped like a man, so... It would take a lot of stuff to get something to fly that fast. I do not disagree. Yeah, like, sometimes men, men are heavy. Well, all the time. Are you calling Mothman fat? No! I'm not calling Mothman fat. I'm not calling everybody in the world fat. Um, but if they've been, like, working out, they can be kind of tough. Nice save. Thanks. As for my own opinion, I don't put much, if any, stock on the later sightings. In each case, people didn't come forward with information about their sightings until after the events happened. Given the way Mothman lore has evolved, and that the creature is possibly a harbinger of something bad, it would seem to me that people would be eager to come forward about sightings before something catastrophic happens in hopes of figuring it out. In the case of September 11th, there are a few stories of people seeing Mothman in his eyes, in the smoke and wreckage of the buildings. While I would love to be able to lay the blame for that horror on the feet of some paranormal being, that tragedy was purely the result of the evil only humans are capable of. Adding Mothman to the mix just seems like a crass grab for attention. Yeah. As for the original encounters back in the 60s, I take things a bit more openly. There are several instances where people admitted to hoaxes. In others, critics have pointed out where people have likely misidentified an animal. Cranes are a favorite possible culprit. To be fair, they are weird-looking birds. Yeah. I don't know, remember the Jersey Devil got blamed on cranes, too. 
Owls are another popular choice. Combine it all with a healthy dose of confirmation bias and things seem ripe for people blowing things way out of proportion. Well, I gotta say that owls are pretty weird because they can twi- they can turn their head to their back. And they do have really big eyes. Yes. And um, they're the medium-sized bird. They are, but... And do you remember when we talked about confirmation bias? Where people see something weird and they assume that it's something else that they, they already have in their mind? Yeah. So if people have heard stories about a possible monster and then they see an owl, but they're not quite sure, they're going to think they're seeing a monster, right? Does it or seem reasonable? it's just them thinking that it's a monster. Exactly. Really, the only things that give me pause uh, is the reputation of the people who are reporting the sightings. There seem to be a good number of credible witnesses where situations don't quite lend themselves to easily misidentifying cranes. Point Pleasant also seems to have a bit of a reputation for weird stuff in general. Hence all the UFO sightings and the Men in Black stories. So I guess the jury is out as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Without any hard evidence, I can't say that Mothman exists. And with the lack of credible sightings of over the decades, I'm doubtful we will ever get any confirmation one way or the other. Yeah. Now, you can actually still see Mothman if you visit Point Pleasant. There's a 12-foot-tall metal statue that stands in town, as well as the Mothman Museum. In recent years, there have even been Mothman festivals. If it somehow comes to pass that there is never another Mothman sighting, there is very little chance of this cryptid vanishing from our nation's folklore. So, wait. If there's such thing as a Mothman um, museum, then does that mean people have been killing Mothman? No, there have been no reported bodies or otherwise anybody shooting Mothman. Then how come there's a Mothman museum if there's nothing that it like if there's no Mothman in there. That's that's a good question. I don't really know what would be in the museum. I guess maybe we're going to have to take a trip to West Virginia and go check it out. If we buy a house there, then I'm just going to blame you for doing that. Why? You don't want to go to West Virginia? No, I mean like if Mothman comes to our house, Well, apparently he gets around to Russia. I'm pretty sure he can make it to Kentucky. If he makes it down to Kentucky, then I'm just blaming you for making this podcast. Hey, you agreed to it. I agreed to it, but I didn't know that that there was going to be such thing as Mothman. That was the whole point. (laughs) Yeah, but at the beginning, I... Oh, it was all fun and games when you knew Bigfoot and werewolves and all of that stuff, but now I'm getting into things you don't know, and now it's a problem? No, it's not a problem. I don't... I hope that I didn't offend Mothman. Oh, okay. Now I, now I see your angle. That's, that's a good approach. I'm sorry if Mothman is listening to this. Um, well, this is why we have the disclaimer yeah. at the front of all the episodes. Yeah. And I think this is pretty much bringing us to the end. You got anything else you want to add? Um, don't go to West Virginia. That's it? That's all you took away from that? Yeah. All right. Um, I guess Elias will continue to be biased against our neighbors to the east. What? No, I'm not. 
I'm not telling them to like move. I'm just saying watch out for Mothman. Okay. And before we go, uh, it's time for stuff that I'm generally kind of bad at. Mostly, I need to drop a ton of thanks to various people that I've mentioned on social media and whatnot, but I don't think I've ever mentioned on the podcast, which is kind of poor form on my part. So, so, kind of like a shout out? A few shout outs. Yes, we're going to do some shout outs. Shout outs. So first off, a shout out to John Grills of the Creepy Podcast for helping us get started and for lots of advice. And also thanks to uh, Tom Parsons for making the tunes at the beginning and the end of the episode. You can find him on Twitter and Facebook as Tom Rory Parsons and find more of his work there. And final shout out to uh, Kristen Neubert of the No Sleep Podcast for taking pity on my poor graphic design skills and giving us our little logo and designs. That's what I was going to say. I was going to give a shout out to the No Sleep Podcast for doing that. Yeah, No Sleep's good stuff. Um, If you haven't already, give their project some attention. Well, I mean, parents check them out. They're not exactly kid-friendly, especially creepy and No Sleep. They're awesome, but I would not listen to them with your kids. Yeah. um, Also, if you have a kid and... If you snuggle with them and you like to listen to the No Sleep podcast, um, don't turn it on while you're with them. Because those kids might get nightmares. It's only happened once or twice. Yes, it's only happened once or twice. Also, be sure to follow along with us on Facebook and Twitter. Feel free to say hi or leave a comment. And if you find us deserving, you can subscribe to us on Patreon as well. In any case, thank you very much for listening. I'm Sean. I'm Elias. Until next time, stay curious.